All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Welcome everybody to episode 91 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Tyler Erlinson. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Alex Smith. Yep. Quick. (laughs) Player that wears the jersey number 91, Jake. Uh, player? St- Steven Samkos? Evander Steven Kane. Samkos. Vladimir Tarasenko. Evander Kane. That was quick. Very good. I feel like it's one of the most common jersey numbers. So why it's is... Common why goal did, score number. Superstars. Why yeah. did this happen? Why did you... Because it's episode 91. Oh. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. Episode 100's coming up. Yeah, too bad there's no players. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, but you know what else is coming up? Two-year anniversary of the podcast, and I'm pretty sure they're in the same week. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first week of April is the 100th episode and our two-year anniversary of doing the podcast. Well, that crazy? makes sense because there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, and we've, and we've only a missed a couple. Wow, so in two in two years, no, one year, two years. Two years. Two years. He's a great math guy. So in yeah. two years. That's guy over there. <laughs> hang on, though. In two years, the stat is we only missed four episodes in two yeah, years. That sounds about right. That's crazy. Yeah. Way to go, guys. I'm proud of us. Me too. And there's one lost episode, so technically we only missed three. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I because, don't because you, you and Jake recorded an episode a while ago, and it was oh, just the yeah, two of you. One, and then yeah. I went home, edited part of it, fell asleep, didn't finish it, went to work. We got busy with other stuff. And then by the time I was ready to edit it and post it, we were about to record the next episode. So it just never got posted. Uh, it's just never to be heard. It's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. No one wants to hear more of you two. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we got lots to talk about, but before we get into anything, let's take it away from a word from our sponsor and our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Google Podcast is sponsored by Beaver Buzz. The boys are Beaver Buzzing. I'm keeping Ciao. that in. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> this week's fake episode sponsor is uh, Budweiser. Overrated. That's the correct bud. Overrated beer. I agree. Wait, hang on. Who said it, it's the best bud branded it's, it's beer? It's the bud. That is yeah. the bud. The yeah, bud if is you say give me a Budweiser. bud, it better be Budweiser. Budweiser. If someone gives you a Bud Light, kick them Smack out of your it. friendship group. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Bud Light. All right, what's no. the fa- what's Who the, the hell is like a Bud Light? Sometimes when you don't want to drink water, you just drink water, right? Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever had Bud Light uh, Apple? Definitely Apple. not. I've never heard of that. I, I love me a... some Bud Light seltzers, though. No, this is like beer, but it tastes oh, like apple rat- juice. Have you guys ever had Rattlers? Yeah. yeah I used to make those at the brewery I worked at. You worked at a brewery? Well, thank you, Tyler. This week's episode and every 
episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver, Beaver Buzzing. Thank you, Alex. Ka-chow! <laughs> and this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is not brought to you by the NHL's American viewers. Much like Marcus's hopes and dreams, it's a little down right now. NHL's American viewership, completely unrelated to blackouts overlapping with NFL games and a lack of marketing. Shots fired. There's something wrong with that. Shots fired. Something wrong with what? Like the NHL's. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about it? No. Yeah, their viewership tanked in 2022-2023. So far. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, according to a stat... I, it's. I'm sorry. Okay. It's, it's not. It's not cited <laughs> yeah. where the stack. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't come to the Vancouver Boys podcast for your hard hitting journalism <laughs> or or accurate stats. <laughs> yeah. According to the internet, uh, NHL US TV national viewership is down twenty two percent. Oof. That's massive. That is, that is that is like one in five viewers just dipped. When yeah, nope. with all the Stanley Cups. Yeah, that boy Batman. Which is weird to me because like this has been a good season so far. It's been high scoring games. There's good teams that shouldn't be good. There's bad teams that shouldn't be bad. It's been an f- interesting season. Well, I feel like a lot of the NHL's big markets teams have not been doing as well. Like you got Pittsburgh and Washington who have ran the past ten years. They're not doing too hot. But that's opening the door for other teams though. Like that's think why it would be yeah, yeah, that's why you would think that there would be more attention yeah, on those teams, yeah. right? And more people would be oh. interested. A, a lot oh, of well. this is being placed on uh, regional blackouts, which to me seem very purposeless. I, I don't understand the reasoning for them. If it's supposed to compel people to subscribe to services where they get all the games all the time. But if you're trying to grow the game, not the way yeah. to do it at all. I feel like you're kind of alluding to something that's going to be in the Canucks news portion of the show. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Should we just like jump right into uh, that portion? Well, of the show? Sure. Yeah. A really. A, yeah. The biggest Canucks news this week has been one of the games was accidentally blacked out by Shaw. <laughs> that is the biggest thing that's happened to the Canucks this week. Yeah. So when I was when I was in Arizona, I couldn't watch any of the Coyotes home games or away games, any of them on TV. What? They didn't yeah. have a TV. No. <laughs> we have a lot of TVs. It's Arizona. They all just stare yeah. at a cactus. You <laughs> had to buy the specific sports package just to get any of their basic really basic hockey games. But is that just like because they're filming in a... No, that's... Or in general, in a, I've never been able to get them without weird. the sports package. You have center ice though, right? Here. What do you mean? Like you can't log into center ice down there? Well, they don't have Shaw. Shaw oh, is, is that center ice specific? Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was I just like a website. Either. Even my my uh, Dazzin account, my Canadian one, doesn't work in the states. Whoa, oh. is Shaw Canadian only? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, no, that's yeah. Weird. Aren't just they like, are Rod- they not Rod- owned by Rogers? No. Uh, well, is Rogers Canadian only? Okay, yes. Hold on, dude. What? So is Telus. Wait till we tell this whoa. guy about Expo '86. He is going to be mind blown. So wait, what else? Wait, whoa, what the hell? Rogers did. Ever heard of? Virgin Mobile? Is that Canadian only? <laughs> no. No, it's quite the opposite. It's also an airline oh, wait, no, for some can... reason. Yeah. <laughs> is TELUS Canadian only? Yes. yes. Yeah. So is Bell. Nah, you guys are fucking with me. No, dead, oh, I dead can't tell. No, you're fucking with us. Wait. They don't have... What? what? Have you not I'm heard the reason why like, Canadian cell phone plans and stuff are way more expensive than in the but States? Yeah, I thought that was just... Like a myth? Just, no, no, but I thought it was just like they just made it more expensive in Canada. No, it's because no. the like the only three major providers are Rogers, Telus, and Bell. 
Whereas in the states Whoa. they have like AT and T, Verizon, yeah, Freedom. All but that's like, all no, for you too. Freedom, Freedom's here. It's owned by Shaw. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought AT and T was up here too. Just now, kind of owned by. No, Rogers. I've like, seen somebody up here with AT and T. I know. So you're that. thinking of Wind? No, no, no. AT and T. I've seen okay. on someone's well, phone. Well, Wind was, I think, a, um, a, a division of AT and T, but then it failed, and then Shaw bought Wind and turned it into Freedom. So you're trying to wow, tell me kind of. that Rogers, Telus, and Shaw are Canadian only. Yes, Ro- and Bell. And Rogers now owns Shaw. I'm going to you know search where you, this you know, up. No, don't. Oh my God! You know where you might have seen AT and T on a phone is on your own phone if you ever travel to the states because I believe oh, if you're with yeah. if you're with Rogers and you cross the line, yeah, I believe it so carries I'm over to the AT and T network. A Rome. Yeah. Telus. Yeah. So that's probably where you've seen it. Canada. Oh my God. Okay, I hate to be the bearer of bad yeah, news. We're, we're going to need to cut some yeah. of this out. Well, we're on a bit of a time crunch with him. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's crazy. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. So just, can you throw it to him for Canucks news? Oh, Marcus. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Marcus, I'm so sorry. Yeah, here we but go. But there's something big that, that needs to be brought up right now. The blackout. I know. We already we already did it. Something big is happening. It does start with a B, but it is oh, your bad captain. Bad news. Oh, we're talking about Bo the New- we have New York Islanders podcast. Horvat. Is a now headed to the a New York Islander, a Nashville Islander. We'll call back to last week. Ha Playing with a local boy. Yeah, I'm mad that he wasn't the exchange in the trade. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Obviously, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, that that's the thing. I mean, we knew that the Horvat trade was going to be coming for a long time, uh, especially after they signed Kuzmenko. But he, even before that, it was pretty clear that he was asking for more money than we could have spent. Maybe more money than we should have spent on him. And uh, the the only way we were going to get anything from him was in a trade, unfortunately. So that happened. Yep, Bo Horvat has been traded to the New York Islanders. If somehow any of the, of the listeners missed it, uh, yeah, Bo Horvat to the Islanders with a twenty five percent retained salary. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, I actually of, didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah it's twenty five percent. Yeah, 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 but yeah, 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 yeah it's still part of the it. Year, whatever. Uh, in return, we got a protected first rounder. Just top 12. Uh, top 12. Top 12. Yeah. If it ends up being top 12, it moves to a 2024 yeah. first unprotected. Unprotected. That's right. Uh, we also got Anthony Bolivier. Bovillier. What did I say? Bolivier. <laughs> Potato, potato. Uh, and then <laughs> Tyler's new favorite Canuck, Atu Ratu. Uh, Atu Ratu. Yeah. It's spelt Ratu, but it's pronounced Ratu. Uh, so well, let's just butcher every so name. I just don't know how to say names, apparently. Uh, well, Bo Horvard has <laughs> gone to the island. How do you think you pronounce E E L I? Eli. Ellie. Oh. Stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, Pedersen, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah, sad. right? Like, none of those, like, they're spelt like you would think that they sound, but then they sound completely different. Doesn't make any sense. Silly that's, Europeans. that's crazy. Yep. Yep. Back how to the you, island. Yeah, how do you guys feel about this trade? You guys go first. I'm going to. Yeah, you're probably going to rant for a bit. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys well, go. why don't we do our, our normal, like, Alex, myself, you, you know? Yeah. Normal order. I can go last. I don't care that. Okay. All right. Okay, well, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? When did the New York Islanders become a potential trade target? Because before, I didn't see anything about Bo Horvat going to the Islanders. Um, so I was completely taken by that. I had no idea who... Atu Ratu is really. I had never heard of him. I only talk about him all the time, but Alex yeah, he brings up all the time. I'd never heard of this guy. Actually, my mock trades that involved yeah, like Besser and, him, and stuff. Yeah, it they involved 
No. Ratu. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I didn't remember, but yeah, I had no idea. Uh, Anthony Bolivia, 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 who? Uh, <laughs> no idea who he was either. A dog. And then a first round pick that was protected. I was like, this is so stupid. Uh, but after looking into it a little bit more, uh, that Ratu guy seems like he is going to be the uh, like a real NHL player coming up. Bolivia, 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 Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony. Uh, Seems just like a throw-in, make the contracts work out. Uh, we only got them for this year and then next year, so it doesn't really matter. And then the first-round pick, uh, getting moved to next year if it's unprotected would be really nice. The more I look at this trade, the more I really like it. Um, it's like what uh, Alvin said. It's pretty much getting three first-round picks. So I think that it's not a bad trade. All right, Jake. Yeah, that's high praise. That's high praise. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. But the only part where I'd kind of go the other way is it's, I think it's funny that like you have a tough time remembering Anthony Beauvillier's name because so did Patrick Alvin. Because when he was talking about the trade, he called him Antonio. And I thought it was really funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like this guy's literal job is just to know the names of the players. And I found that kind of funny. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like Antonio seems like a French name. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Antonio Beauvillier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like Atu Ratti was projected to go like around the middle of the first round going into last year's draft. At I, one point, he was projected third overall. He was projected really high. Um, I don't know why he slipped, but I know he did like really I far. I saw that he it went, was like attitude and something like that. Maybe, yeah. Um, he ended up going 52nd overall in the draft. And based on what I can see, you know, just from like, at least like draft related things. Cause it's all we really have right now is he reminds me a lot of Ellie Tolvanen, right? These like finished players who were supposed to go really high that ended up slipping quite a bit. How has um, Ellie Tolvanen come up twice already in this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess he's just a player that I know a lot about. So I, I, I feel like I can kind of like back it up, but you know, if you look at a player like Atu Ratti, maybe he follows the same career trajectory, right? Maybe he has a slow start and then comes into his own when he's moved out of Vancouver. When he goes on waivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I'm optimistic that like this guy could fit in. And it's kind of funny because like the Canucks also are now getting like a rogues gallery of like now they have a, some Swedes, Russians, Finns, you know, people from all over the world playing on their team. I think it's kind of cool. And then the last piece being the first round pick, I think that was huge. Like... Obviously, that's the focal point of the trade, but I think that even like a 15th overall pick in this year's draft is maybe more valuable than like a 10th overall pick next year. Because like this year, we have a deep draft. So the guy that they get 15th this year could be worth a lot more than the guy that gets drafted a little bit higher next year. So I think Canucks fans should be really happy with this return, right? Like they're only, they're, they only traded away effectively three months, not even two and a half months of Bo Horvat for three solid pieces. And Beauvillier could be a deadline uh, deal next year too, right? So you could end up seeing this turn into a hell of a, a windfall for the Canucks if they play it right. Okay. Okay. Marcus looks like he's about to cry. Yeah, he does. Yeah, damn. But I think it might be from him trying to set up that pop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all set. Here's my issue, right? It's not about the return. I, I don't care about the return, really. You traded your captain, who you traded a 
Corey Schneider for, for to draft him, to specifically draft him so that the Sedins could groom him to take over and lead this team. When you look at Bo Horvat, you see a lot of the same leadership qualities that the Sedins had. You know, he's not loud. He's not abrasive. He's quiet. He does most of his leading on the ice, right? They traded to me what was supposed to be, skill aside, he was supposed to be the centerpiece of that, they called it a retool, not a rebuild, which, which is partly why we are where we are now, right? I think that I, I know people are saying, well, it's good. You know, he was asking for too much money. I don't know if he would have asked for that much money if we didn't pay Miller, you know, but he saw that and then the Canucks offered him less than Miller. And he said, there is no way I'm taking that, right? He has given everything to this team through some of its worst years in franchise history. And the Canucks just blatantly disrespected him for it. And I wish him all the best with the Islanders. But this is exactly what me and a lot of fans warned the team about when they said they were going to rebuild the way they were, which was they weren't going to commit to it. They were going to retool on the fly. Everything was going to be great. This is the problem you run into. You make too many win-now moves when the team isn't ready for it. You end up with big contracts that turn into bad ones before the team is good enough to compete. And you end up here where you're supposed to be getting close to the peak of your rebuild and you're in the basement in the NHL. Right now there's talks that Demko wants out. I don't blame him. We have some of the worst defense in the NHL. We have who is a guy who's proven that he can be an all-star goalie. Right, And we've given him no protection. We've made him look as bad as a team can possibly make a goalie look. So he wants out. I don't blame him. Right, Pedersen, I know he's indicated he wants to stay. I am shocked by that. Because you look at the way that just... Forget the last few weeks, or the, the last few years. In the last two weeks, we've gotten rid of our coach that everyone liked and our captain who everyone liked. Right, In favor of a coach no one wanted... And JT Miller, who it's clearly the wrong choice. The way that this team is building itself, I could not imagine an NHL player being willing to spend their prime years here because they are just going to get wasted, at least in the next few years. Then why did Andre Kuzmenko sign? Not a clue. I, I, I don't get, because he's playing with Pedersen, I guess, and he knows that this is where Pedersen's going to be. Maybe it's because we have Mikheyev, and they're good buddies, and Pod Colson's in the system, and he should be in the NHL, if not by the end of this year, at least next year. I, I get your, there's a lot of anger going on, but you, you can't change what's already happened. No. And, we, and we've talked so much about what we think the Canucks have done wrong. Is and, there anything part of this deal where you are happy? Happy is the wrong like, word. Yeah, I happy, guess. But, but I, like looking I just at, at, a, at a hockey perspective, no fan. At, at a hockey's perspective, this is technically the right move, right? You look yeah. at where everything is up until now. If you can't go back in time and change anything, yes, you have an asset who wants too much money at the end of this season. And if you don't either pay him or trade him, he walks for nothing. Mm. So yes, that is technically the right move to make. But I am beyond disappointed with how the team ended up in the situation they're in right now. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was so avoidable 100 and that's what bothers me and it, it's not just oh now this season's gone who knows how long it's going to take this team to be anything 
remotely resembling a contender. No, I right? think I think a lot of the Canucks are, or Canucks fans are in the same boat. Where ideally, yes, we bring Bo Horvat back. We don't sign Miller to that contract. There's so many things that you could go yeah. back and nitpick, but but you can't. obviously you can't. Yeah. yeah. So this it's yeah. This this is my biggest problem with Canucks fans. <clears throat> Watch yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna choose my words carefully. Last year they signed Miller because they thought, you know what, we can make a push. We had a really good end to the season last year. The team looked really good. There's there's potential here that we can make a push in and make the playoffs. This year, obviously, that all fell out the window when we started playing terrible. And everyone's asking for a rebuild, blah, 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 rebuild the team, yada, yada, yada. This is the first step and probably your best option for starting that rebuild. And now that we've traded Horvat, everyone's mad. So it's like you want the rebuild, but you also don't want to give up the piece that's going to bring you the most for the rebuild. It's not. I, I think it's important that you understand where Canucks fans' anger is coming from because, again, like Alex mentioned, I'm not angry at the move we made. I'm angry that we're in a position where we had to make that move in the first place. Yeah, and that's that's fair, but like... Like, I, it, when you look at this trade just from outside an outside perspective, you could eat... I would argue that there is a good chance the Canucks will win this trade long-term. Oh, I guarantee uh, they I, won this trade. I think, well, it depends on a few things. Like, one, if Horvat's willing to give the Islanders a discount because he's going to get taxed less there, or he might see more opportunity for himself there than he saw here. Yeah, right? You're it, not going to get taxed much less in New York. A, a bit. It will be less, though. But my point is he wanted $9 million here long-term. He might not make them pay him that much. Yeah. Right? There, there are ways where the Islanders can win this trade because a lot of people are looking at this too and saying, oh, well, you know, Horvat and Miller are similar in terms of maybe you pay them and then they get worse the next year, right? That could happen. Or it could not happen, right? Maybe Horvat keeps up this goal-scoring pace for another two, three years, right? Then at least short-term, the Islanders will look like they've won if they can re-sign him. Right, and that's a big if because yeah. there's also a chance that they could still flip him before the deadline. Very true. Right, and that would make me sick if they were able to get a better package than we did just to send him back out to the West. That would oh, be man. so funny. That no, <laughs> that would be really no. It funny. would not be funny. It would be quite funny. You know, I, I I hate this phrase now because it's become a joke because of Steve Dangle. Shout out to him when he says this team is ruining my life. Like I I get that. I feel it, and it's not a joke. It's not like a funny oh ha ha. This team is making me miserable because I feel like no matter what I do or think or what the logical option is, they do the opposite thing. And then they get surprised when they end up in situations like this, right? And again, I really hope they won this trade. I do. But I have no confidence in this organization because it starts at the top. And without new owners, it's not going to get better. They can bring in all the new GMs and coaches they want. It won't change. No, exactly. So, my biggest thing with this trade is the first-round draft pick, obviously. Right. Because no matter which team you would have traded to, this is the best opportunity for you to get your first. Because it's going to be the lowest, whether it was Boston trading for him, Colorado, uh, the Rangers, it's going to be... Yeah, this was the most valuable first-round pick we were going to get out of the teams that were interested in him. Exactly. And with Horvat going to the Islanders, his scoring is not going to keep up. They play a completely different style of game. 
I think the reason he was scoring so much this year is because the team gave zero shits about defense. And it was like, let's just score as many goals as possible. Well, yeah, playing that power play in the bumper position, I think they call it. Yeah. yeah. Like, he probably got so many just from that. Whereas the Islanders play a very defensive structured game. So the points aren't going to be there, but like it might fit his system nicely. Like you never know. The, him going to the Islanders, he is now the leading point getter on that team. Yeah. By eight points. <laughs> really? Eh? Yeah. He has 54 points on the season. The next highest is Brock Nelson with 46. And this is what I find hilarious, okay? Bo Horvat has 31 goals in the season. Brock Nelson, who's the next highest goal scorer, has 19. Really? Yeah, they haven't <laughs> yeah, they have not been difference. able to score. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but you got to think, too, there's a chance that they could put Horvat on a line with Matt Barzell. That is a real matchup that they could do because Barzell is a winger, is he not? Is no, he not he's, a, uh, he's center. a centerman, is but he, he, can, a, he can play the yeah. wing. Those two on a line together, man, would be lethal. That I would not want to play against. And I think they play too similarly, though. Like, I think you would want to spread them out. I think that's your 1C, 2C. Yeah. It could be. It depends on how they want to utilize them for the rest of the year, right? Yeah. Because if they could make a playoff push this year, they're going to do that however they can get the most production out of well, them. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. find out very soon what, yeah. what their plan is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lulam Morello. Yeah. Well I done. That's pronounced well right. Yeah. yeah. He came out before this trade happened and came out in a, and, like, kind of called himself out, saying that the team isn't really good enough. They can't score. Like, they were just in a complete drought. Right. And, I mean, what does he go do? He goes gets the top free or top deadline pickup for goal scoring. Yeah, like a month before the deadline. Yeah. So it, it makes it, – I'm still trying to figure it out from New York's perspective because that part makes sense. But they're not in the playoff spot. And the East is such a tough division that it's kind of like – like you kind of just bite the bullet for this season just because of how good the prospects are coming in. Would be my thought well, process, but and I this, guess they had to make a decision. Especially with Demko getting, getting traded to the Sabres, he's just going to make that team that much better. Oh, is that, is that the prediction? That's that is the prediction. one of it was. The, I believe it was them. And we're going to get and was it Los Angeles? Was yeah. the other team? We're going to get Ukapeka Lukanen back. Oh my god! Why would he oh, go that'd to be dope? A hundred percent. And then I think I also think I might Peyton be buying Krebs. an Ukapeka Lukanen jersey. Yeah, and I think Peyton Krebs is also coming back. Was he was the piece that they got for Eichel, right? Yeah. With yeah. Tuck? Yeah. yeah. But back to this Islanders trade. Um, you know who I'd want? Jack Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. All right. Enough of the hypothetical okay. trade. So so yeah. back to this Islanders trade. Um, Anthony Beauvillier is one of those players that has such a high offensive upside. Like, he's got the skill, and we've seen it in years past. But he's playing on this Islanders team that doesn't really let him be creative. So I think bringing him in and even putting him on a line with like Pedersen and Kuzmenko or something just to boost his value mm-hmm. is is going to be great. And you'll definitely be able to get a first-round pick out of him next year, potentially, if if he plays well with them. Like right. you could see his numbers skyrocket. He could be a completely different player. And then Atu Ratu. I'm so high on the guy. I have like... Yeah, and this is what this concerns me because I feel like your take on the trade is very skewed because of how much you love this guy. Well, I, I like the first and I like Beauvillier. This is just a bonus because I almost see him as like the second coming of Sebastian Ajo. Jeez. Wow. So this is what I mean when I say I'm a little bit concerned about. You got to remember, some of the people who listen to this podcast might not know as much about hockey as we do. Or at least as you do. So they're going to go, holy shit, we just got Sebastian <laughs> in return. 
maybe the Walmart version of Sebastian Ajo. Right. But like a, a, a second round pick, a guy that fell a little bit, um, finished player, plays the same style of game. Um, obviously not as good. I mean, he's only 20 years old. Sebastian Ajo also took a couple years to kind of come into his yeah. own. I don't know. I, I feel like obviously not as as good as Ajo, but you could see the similarities in, in the two players. You think he could become like a good second-line center? I, I think he could become a really good second-line center. That's perfect. And he's got decent defensive structure. So <laughs> right, Wow, that, that's <laughs> that good. Helps. That's a bonus. Well, yeah, I think he played in the World Juniors this year or last year, whatever you want yeah, to call it. last but year. I think he had like 10 points in seven games or something like that, so that's always nice to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's got a couple NHL goals, one against the Canucks. Oh, really? Yep. And then he's nice. uh, he's been doing pretty decent down in the AHL right now. So. Well, yeah, I mean, now that he's over here, like he's going to be playing on a line with Pod Colson and Hoglander. Hoglander, yeah. yeah. Like that's going to be a nice and line he, for them to come up with. he actually did mention, uh, I believe it was an interview with Sportsnet 650, but I, I could be wrong, yeah. that he mentioned how tough it was playing against those guys in um, national competitions. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He, he said that like those guys, he remembers them and like they stick out to him. So he's, he said he was looking forward to playing with them. That's good. And I don't remember who that interview was with, but he did say that. So... That'll be exciting stuff. And we are going to the Abbotsford game, all four of us on February 9th too. So we are going to see him in action. Yeah, we are. Oh, I'm, buying yeah. a, I'm buying a Jersey. <laughs> you are not buying an Abbotsford Abbots Canucks. Abbotsford Canucks Jersey. Jersey. Oh man. Let's do it. Honestly, if you do, we got to get it signed. That'd be such a, like, do you know how many people will have that? I'm exactly gonna, zero. I'm going to throw it onto the ice. <laughs> Sign this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll throw my Horvat jersey too. Oh, no, I'm, God. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. God. That is first of all, if you are someone oh. who does that, don't do that. Second of all, that jersey is not going anywhere. I love my Horvat jersey. I think that's still going to be my like wear it to the game jersey. Yeah, can can we talk about Bo Horvat's whoa Bo Horvat's guy. new number? Yeah, fourteen. Where's where the hell did 14. this okay. come from? Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Fourteen. One plus four equals five. One minus four equals three. Negative three. Or sorry, four <laughs> minus one if you go backwards. But Ask like, guy. huh? 53. Yeah, it's, you know it's what? Not bad. I yeah. actually have to say that's not a bad yeah. theory. Because like we, we've talked about numbers before. Now, yeah. I mentioned I always used to wear number 10. Yeah. But sometimes with lacrosse, you get like preset jersey number. Like you couldn't pick. And there was a couple of years where we got the high numbers. And when I couldn't pick 10, I picked 55 because five plus five is 10. Exactly. So it like, I, I see where you're coming from. There could be some relation there. It just still, it looks weird. I don't like it. Yeah, well, Horvat's going to look weird playing for them, yeah. too. At le- you know what? This makes it less weird for me because I've, I've seen this stuff before. At least it's a blue jersey. If he got traded to, like, some ugly-ass jersey team like the Preds, it would look bizarre. Remember how weird we- um, Subban looked in a Preds jersey at first? Because, like, all he'd ever worn was the red and blue. Yeah. And then suddenly he's wearing mustard yellow. It just, it looked really weird. Looked iconic. It it is now. It is now. But like the week after that deal, it was just like it, that was one of those almost like cursed image type things where you're like, what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't we trade Lyndon to the Islanders when he was our captain? Oh my god. We, sorry. Uh, you <laughs> wow. Know. Well, okay. So did you guys see that Trevor Lyndon got traded to the Islanders 25 years ago and a week ago? No, from, I didn't. Yeah, so it was, was close. Yeah, well, it, it was, was like a deadline thing. Yeah, it was well. twenty five years and a week or something like that. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Like trading 
captain of the yep. Canucks to the New York Islanders. He was also some... traded for two players in the pick. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. He was traded for Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi, McCabe, and a second, which became Yarko Rutu. I mean, hey, it's not a bad haul. Yeah, but Wait, the second. Rutu? Rutu? Ratu? <laughs> Do I see a similarity here? <laughs> Sebastian Aho. What, what I think the similarity is, the biggest one anyway, is the organization has picked a leader over him. And that's J- that's JT Miller. No, 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 they didn't no, do no, it no, now. No, 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 no. They came out and they said the le- yeah. the new future and leaders of this team are Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. They said that's the core, not the leader. No, they said leader. there's a difference. No, I, I thought I, they I, said leader. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said. I thought leader. they said that was their core. It was no. them and Kuzmenko, which is no, just, no, no. They, he imagine just, someone Al- telling you Alvin that. just said the two of them yeah, in it was his just press conference, and he and he said the leadership of this team is those two players. Well, that's interesting because neither of them have an A on their sweater, but somehow Ekman Larson, Tyler Myers, and who had oh, and JT Miller. Yeah, but have the one A's. of them are gonna die. The, I'm not me? telling you which one. What a threat. Okay, there's more Canucks news that I'd like us to get into. Yeah. Um, there is? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I've been pretty focused on the Horvat thing. What I hear about, hear about Lane Peterson? Oh, yeah. Yes. I was oh, disappointed. Yeah. In that. Yeah, out of nowhere. Just was, Lane Peterson a, on waivers and then picked up. Dumbest idea. Why would you freaking wave? And you know what? He What was funny was he got picked up by Columbus, which is the first team that has the option, yeah. by yeah. the way. Yeah. And we had played them the night before. Yeah. So he just like joined the team mid-road uh-huh. trip, basically, sure, while, yeah. while they were here. But yeah, that that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I try to look at it this way: he was just a throw-in, for a very a trade. good throw-in for he our was AHL a very good team. One. Yeah. We could have won the championships if we had Lane Peterson down there. Clearly, they were they knew that this trade with Horvat was happening because at first people thought, oh, they, they must be trying to make um, cap space or something. Mm-hmm. And it turns out what they were actually doing was trying to make a roster space. Yeah, it was a roster so, spot for yeah. variety. Yeah, but any, anyway, it sucks. But you know what? With players like that, sometimes that's just the way it goes, yeah. right? And you hope that this isn't one that comes back to bite us. It shouldn't be. No. I can't remember the last time somebody was put on waivers. And then, like, and then got picked up. Yeah, and then exploded. on. The- yeah, I can't think of I don't think it's ever anyone happened, really. doing that. No. Never happened. Definitely no one who played no. with Ellie Tolvanen. There's no. more. Um, <laughs> there's more. Come up He's so good. <laughs> I wish the Canucks picked him up. <laughs> He's the new Eric Goodbranson. The new Eric Goodbranson. Yeah, remember how often Eric Goodbranson would come up in like oh, the first yeah, yeah, year yeah. podcast? Eric Goodbranson came up so many times. Yeah, just that's random right. Things because he was not here anymore. I think yeah. he'd been to like two more NHL yeah. teams, and yep, he was yeah. all the rage for whatever reason yeah. with us, including Nashville, where he played with Ellie Tolvanen. Anyway, oh my so. god, <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that name again. <laughs> Me neither. Um, so there's one more piece of Canucks news that I'm, I want us to touch on because like. We've gone on pretty long with the Canucks. Yeah. But it's the Mikheyev situation. Yes. That, Which, that is an interesting one. I have a comment on it, but maybe you can enlighten people on what happened. Okay. So the situation here is in the preseason, Ilya Mikheyev, uh, I'm sorry, was it t- tore his ACL? No. He's, I think in his broken English, I think he meant to say he tweaked it. <laughs> okay. He tweaked mm-hmm. it. Right. Uh, he went to the team doctors and here's the... The accepted story is that they told him, look, this w- will likely eventually require surgery. However, if you continue to play on it for the time being, it won't make it worse. It might hurt, but it won't make it worse. So he said, okay, I want to help this team make a push then. Mm-hmm. So he stayed in. And uh, what's happened now is they just announced a, cu- a few nights ago, like hours after he stepped off the ice after a game, that they were shutting him down for the season so that he could get 
this surgery. Yeah. Uh, they said that the reason they chose to do it now is because it's a relatively long recovery from the surgery. And if they did it now, he would be ready for training camp next season. Yeah. It's also LTIR, which, so we have enough space to sign Eric Carlson. I'm not Whoa. touching that <laughs> with a 10-foot pole. But the, we the, got I, extra first to give away now. The, the point is, that is why they chose to shut him down, is we're clearly not making the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. there's zero chance. And now the most important thing is next season. Yeah. So they, they've acknowledged that, and they've, they've shut him down for the year. But that was just announced earlier this week. And I think... Uh, the, the big thing I wanted to talk about here was that interview he gave. Mm-hmm. Man, that was hard to watch. Oh, he looked like he was going to start bawling his eyes out. Yeah. I mean, like, God, I hate injuries, man. Yeah. And just, like, listening to him talk about it, like, you know, he, you can tell he he's pretty broken up about it. Yeah. It, what the I hardest, have to say, too. Oh, sorry. Did you have? Yeah, the last thing I wanted to say is just, like, I think the hardest part for me was hearing him talk about the the interview basically asked him a question, like, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, how much pain are you experiencing? And he just looked at the interview and he said, there's no pain. It's just power. You know, he said, there's yeah. no pain. Like, it, the pain doesn't bother me. Which is crazy. He because power in his stride. Because even injured, he is still typically one of the fastest players on the ice. Yeah, for sure. E- even even while he's injured. So that that's crazy to me. And that feeds into what I was just going to say. Maybe one of the very few success stories for the Canucks this year is Ilya Mikheyev signed what people called a really ballsy contract. Where I liked it. You know, if, if it didn't work out, it was going to be a really big problem. And people said, that's an overpay. That's why Toronto didn't want to keep him. This Toronto is, couldn't. Well, yeah, and they couldn't afford him. But this is really, this has worked out really well. If he can play this well while he's injured, I cannot wait to see him have a fresh season next year. You know, he, he was, uh, he didn't put up that many points. But you can see there's untapped potential there. For sure. And, and I really hope that he can explode next year. But And I'm not just saying that as a Canucks fan. I'm saying that as someone who's really grown to like this guy. It also doesn't hurt to uh, help the tank. That That's true. It seems that we are finally going to be achieving. Which, and sorry, this is the last thing I want to bring up for Canucks news because it's not really news. It's more of a take. Yeah. Horvat's gone. That's done with. Mikheyev's out for the season. So you're right. The tank is in full effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's play Myers 100 minutes it's, a game. It, <laughs> it's Darnell Nurse. Sure. But on, on top of that is it is really time to blow it up. It, it's true. You have assets right now that may never be worth more than they are right now. If you were going to sell them and, and if you think you can get a first, this is the draft to do it for. This is the deadline yeah, to do it on. You pick the right year to tank, right? Yeah. Lots, yeah. lots of them are going to be protected this year, though. They, they will be. They People will be. going to protect their ass but, like crazy. But one way or another, right now where this team is, I don't care if it's this year or next year. The more high-end picks or prospects you can get, get them and get them now. That That is my advice, is just please, God, don't make us sit here and have this conversation again in three years when you try to retool on the fly, try to build something and it doesn't work again. I heard, I never want to go through this again. I heard potential of a trade to the Kings that involved, um, Thatcher Demko and Tyler Myers as like a throw in piece. But then we obviously got less in return. Right. I hate that. Tyler Myers is one year after, after this year. Right. We, we may as well keep them. And get more for Demko than yeah. or or than even just throwing. If, if you can get something for him, because there are teams that do value what he does, but 
you, we would have to. Why. Yeah, we, a curling team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basketball yeah. team. <laughs> Mads going to the Scotties. <laughs> hey, I'm not a GM. I don't, I don't choose the values. If I did, he'd be worth nothing. But there are teams that do want him, but they can't afford to pay him. And like you said, there's one year left on his contract. Yeah. We're not making the playoffs next year. Retain, Retain salary. 50%. And, and get something back for him. This, again, I cannot stress this enough. Do it now. This is the time to do it. Please don't, you know, go trade him for another cap problem that you think might work out. And then, again, a couple Carlson. years. No. No. Actually, Jim Benning did pitch that once. And uh, I, you know what? I can't. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to start rambling here. Someone help me. Okay. Before we go to break. Wait. <laughs> No, what? No, it's so funny. No, because no, Jake has told his like sign language to me go to break like six yeah, times. No, no, no quickly we before we go to stuff. break, let's go. But yeah, yeah. What, oh, what no, I was say? just going to say, uh, who is the next Canucks player to get traded? Brock Besser. Yeah, it's likely going to be Besser. That's or, or honestly, it's underrated, Luke Shen. It could very yeah. easily end up being Luke Shen. I think Shen. Luke Shen's probably closer towards the trade deadline, but... Luke Shen will be the easiest to trade yeah. because any of the top teams is almost guaranteed to be able to offer a first for him. Yeah. I think they'll wait, see like what the most they can get, so probably wait later on. Send but I think, I think Brock Besser is the next to get traded. Mm, Shen in Boston would be sick. For a first. That's what I've heard is like... Please, oh, go, to, please go to break. Sick. Please go to break. <laughs> I Dude, Shen on that blue line? I, I know. Mean, oh. I'm, I'm taking a stress leave. You know what? Yeah, if, I, if I'm the GM in Boston, I'm trading a first. Yeah, this oh, is, may as well. Your first is 32nd overall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and well, that, whatever. They got to win the cup. But yeah. yeah. yeah they, I think it's Shen. They're winning it all. This is payback for the Tolvanen thing. Yeah, but uh, with that being said, uh, we got a lot more to talk about, and we'll get to that on the other side of the break after a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Whoa, I am shit. your host. Just now. raw dogging it. I straight into the second half. <laughs> do people know about like our, yeah, our rituals that we do? Times. If they listen to every episode, maybe they found Easter eggs, but I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, no. So every episode before we start, we karaoke the intro, which uh, <laughs> I don't even want it. You can yeah. picture for yourselves how that sounds. Well, do, you, do you know why we started doing that? Yeah, because Tyler was the host and he was... He, as great of a guy as he is, he can be very monotone. <laughs> so we'd start doing that to like just try to bring the energy up. Yeah. So he'd otherwise every episode would start by going, "Hey, uh, <laughs> welcome to the ASMR." Thank you for boys. Yeah, I'm here with my co-hosts Marcus, and I'm like, "How's it going, everybody?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a change of pace. Yeah. Anyway, there was no. Uh, I didn't need a prompt. I don't need energy. I've got too much of it as it is. All right. I just had a whiskey river burger from Red Robins, and I'm good to go. There you go. Uh, I am taking over the hosting because uh, the aforementioned Tyler is gone because he starts work at 10 p.m. on Wednesdays now. <laughs> <laughs> so the life. The second half will be a Tylerless 
portion of the podcast. And last week, the second half was where he showed up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's kind of... Didn't he only show up for, like, his headline or something? Yeah, and you did the headline. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was so... Oh, right, because he was at the Prospects game. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but we have much more hockey news to get into for you. But before we do that, we're going to kick things off like we always do. (laughs) But... Oh, crap. Okay, so... See, Tyler's good at this. I'm not. I can't segue things. God, you're making such a goof of yourself. I am. I am. And speaking of goofs, I think it's... T- no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a disaster. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to hit the button. What a goof. That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my section, my part of the show, where I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, Whatever, what have you, bring up that story with the guys and we chat about it. And this week, bit of a um, high-profile goof. Oh. Bit of a lot of attention on this goof lately, and it's up to interpretation. Uh, At least it seems to be. So this week, uh, video uh, from from, uh, On Ice Altercation came out of Trevor Zegris Mm. and former Canucks legend Troy Stetcher. That's unironic. Um, I want to point that out. True Canucks <laughs> legend. Um, and yeah, so the situation basically suggests that Trevor Zegers was taunting Troy Stetcher on the ice about his past or his father who had passed. Um, the evidence here is lackluster. Um, it's just kind of, can you see what he's saying? Can you not? Um, he kind of points up to the sky as he says something. And Troy Stetcher's reaction to this was pretty intense. So a lot of people are assuming that's kind of what happened. Um, but the last piece of this story is that we never have heard from Troy Stetcher about what happened. So, Well, um, he did come out and say that it wasn't about his father. And there's been a bunch of reports about yeah. it not being his father. But it doesn't say what Zegers actually said. Yeah. And you can tell it very much upset Stetcher. I, I believe I'm the sure. last thing I heard was that Zegres crossed a line, mm. which has it left maybe created more questions than answers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that no, apparently it was not about yeah. Troy Stetcher's dad. In my opinion, I think that was just the league and the NHLPA trying to save face. It's pretty, it, to me, it's a pretty obvious, like it's pretty obvious what happened. And now they're just trying to backtrack it and walk it back. Like Zegres is a star. And if it came out that he did say something like this, that's going to put a huge stain on his image. Well, a, a, an interesting uh, note here is that Craig Morgan, certified guy, who I'm, I'm sure he, he is a reporter of sorts. Some sort of journalist. Yes. Said, we don't I, have a lot of respect for journalists around here. Said, I can <laughs> confirm via the Arizona Coyotes organization that Anaheim forward Trevor Zegres did not say anything about Troy Stetcher's dad during the scrum. But per a team source, he crossed a line with, quote-unquote, some very inappropriate comments. Stetcher declined to comment. And now the reason I bring this up is because Twitter legend Brad Marchand responded to this Mm -hmm. and said, and I quote, Shut your pie hole, Craig. (laughs) This is a real tweet. This is not a joke. So it seems like Brad Marchand may either just could be stirring the pot could be just having his fun or might know something that the rest of us don't. Yeah. I mean, we can speculate about it. I I find it hard to believe that somebody would go after somebody's father who passed away. Uh, that seems like a line that not 
many sane people would cross. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't see it being a possible thing. Yeah. And it, it, it would be surprising, too, just because the whole way that Zegras has kind of carried himself and the way the NHL has even tried to brand him is he's kind of just this silly, goofy kid that happens to be really good at hockey. Like, they, they've tried to make this guy, like, the epitome of innocence. Mm-hmm. When he did an interview a while ago, he said his favorite artist is Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. th- this guy is... This isn't what you think of when you think of a normal hockey player or even someone who would chirp at all. Yeah. You know? But this is... Uh, He's a hockey player, though. He is. And the other thing, which I think is also a little bit relevant, is that he's American. He's a bit of a face for American hockey. Mm. Right? Like Austin Matthews, but he plays in Canada, right? right. Trevor Zegers is an American-born and an American player in an American market. market. Right? Yeah. So, bit of a face for America hockey. Yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from, and uh, wait, I don't. What does that have to do with anything? So, if it got out that it that was in fact what he said, it would be a big problem for the NHL. So they may be trying. You guys to, really think that he said that? Yeah, I do. I, really, I I have to say this. Like, I'm not gonna. I think s- that's crazy. I don't want to say anything too strong or bold because, as we've all said, this is just speculation because yeah. none of us heard it. After watching the video and seeing Stetcher's reaction, yeah. It's it's hard to think that that's not what it was. I, I cannot imagine it wasn't related to something about his dad. Like Stetcher went was unhinged at that point. Yeah, Th- right? this was this was all also in like just a bit of a scrum. Like it wasn't like there was a fight going on or anything wild. And then Zgres said something to Stetcher while pointing up in the air, and it feels like you can read the terms he's watching mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And like you said, Stetcher just flies off the handle yeah. after that. And it seems quite unprovoked outside yeah. of that one thing. Yeah. So it's it's just, again, I won't come out and say that, oh, that's definitely what happened. But it's hard to imagine what else could have set him off that way in that situation. For sure. Yeah. Um, I actually had a runner-up goof this week that I wanted to talk about. Because uh, I thought it was a kind of a fun situation. Um, <gasps> what a goof! Sure. Uh, a second goof of the week. Um, and this one comes from the NFL. Uh, in the AFC championship game, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cincinnati Bengals in a somewhat controversial game. Oh, But after the game, Travis Kelsey, who is the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs, gave, <laughs> I don't really want to call it an interview because it wasn't. It was more of a soundbite, but it was one of the best goofiest chirps I've ever heard. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was just beautifully put. I I can't wait to hear what this was. So there's a bit of lead up to this. So earlier in the week, the mayor of Cincinnati had basically referred to Arrowhead Stadium, which is where the Kansas City Chiefs play, Mm -hmm. as Burrowhead Stadium because the name of the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals name is Burrow. And every time he goes into that stadium, the Bengals win. So it was a bit of a chirp. And anyway, so fast forward a bit and they lose the game, right? The Bengals lose the game and Travis Kelsey comes on mic and he referenced... Whoa, 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 wait, wait, you're missing one of the biggest parts. He, uh, the whole maternity test. The maternity test. Oh, you didn't see that part? No. The mayor, when he did like a little press conference and was yeah. like, we got a maternity test for Joe Burrow to see if he's truly Patrick Mahomes' oh. father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I guess I missed that part. 
anyway, so f- fast forward to the game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so at the, after they win, Travis Kelsey is up there, he grabs the mic, and he references an old, you know, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson when he was in yep. the WWE. He references one of his, like, famous sound bites. I can't remember it word for word, but it's something along the lines of, know your role and shut your mouth. Oh, like, I, I don't says know it, of it. He says, yeah. basically, I have a message from the mayor of Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your mouth. And then really? he calls him, And then he calls him a jabroni, because that's what The Rock used to call people. That <laughs> yeah, was pretty funny. And it was the goofiest thing ever, but, oh, it was perfect. I loved it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love chirps. <laughs> <laughs> That that's one thing. Like we all talk about, like how bad I am at skating, puck handling, whatever. Yeah, chirping might be worse than all of them. I have no chirps. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. Like, and it, it surprises me sometimes when you hear the stuff that guys come up with. I'm like, how? How does that just like? I think that might surprise some people because you're a pretty quick witted guy. Yeah, not not when I'm under pressure though. No, yeah. no, like like here, yeah, it's easy, but like. I don't know, on the ice. I mean, I also have nothing really... I don't really have a... What do you call that? A hill to stand on? When yeah. It, a, leg, a, a, leg. a leg to stand on. I don't on. have... Yeah. See, this is my point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, that, that's going to be a problem for me, I think. Do you, do you have like a go-to chirp? I know you Not said you really. roasted a guy once for having a pizza face. I don't think you can oh. have a go-to chirp. It kind of is in the moment. Yeah, like, no, you got to come up with it. Go with yeah. like something about the person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's one guy that was really pissing me off in men's league a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he was just, like, playing really dirty. And he was a terrible player. Like, he was their worst player. And he was just being a dick, right? Right. And he goes back to the bench. And he takes – he's probably, like, maybe, like, 30. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to the bench. And he takes his helmet off and wipes his sweat. And you can see this guy has a fucking cul-de-sac. <laughs> like, he has lost 99% of his hair. He comes back out. He's being dirty again. So, you know, I lay on a little bit of a chirp about having a bad hairline. Mm-hmm. This guy went fucking postal. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. I was like, damn, got him good. <laughs> but anyway, I don't recommend bullying people, but when you're on the ice, eh. That's not bullying anymore. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you step off the ice and bullying is the worst thing that happened to you, that was probably a pretty good game. Yeah, it's part of the game, right? <laughs> It's all fun and games. Anyway, there you go. Biggest goof of the week. The guy played in uh, men's league last week. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Three goofs this week. Yeah. Love it. All right. What's all right. next? Um, well, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of goofiness there. There was a lot of goofiness there. There was. In fact, there was Twice three, as much. Almost three if you count that last one. Yeah, sure. So I say we switch it up and uh, we check in on someone who maybe had a bit of a better week. So we're going to throw it now to Alex for his... You know what it is. Gold star. <laughs> Dude, that that intro will just never get old for me. Uh, yeah, so this week got uh, a guy who probably deserves many gold stars, Mr. Connor Bedard. Ah. Uh, cool. I guess it's not really Connor Bedard. Uh, more, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll explain the story, and I'll see how you guys feel about it. I think... Think I know what this is going to be, but I'm not sure. So Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats are uh, making their way through Western Canada. I think I know what this and is, and they are hitting the Saddle Dome coming up. I definitely know what this is, and the Saddle Dome <laughs> is completely sold out. Damn. The last time the Regina Pats came to uh, the Saddle Dome, only three thousand tickets were bought. Oof. The Saddle Dome sits twenty thousand. <laughs> So, 
you can kind of see the uh, Connor Bedard effect. That is that, that would be like crazy. I just want, before we go into how incredible that is, three thousand people in a sorry nineteen thousand seat stadium. Yeah, like just under twenty thousand. That would be like the first four rows around the rink yeah. would be full. That would be about it. Like wow. maybe five or six. Like what I'm saying is if you were watching this on TV and there were 3,000 people in there, yeah. it would look like no one was there at all. It would yeah. look like nothing. Yeah. So the fact that they went from that to selling it out. Yeah, it, it's, is, it's is insane. Unreal. It really shows what Bedard does. Uh, the craziest thing, I think. 20,000 yeah. seats. The craziest God. thing in this whole story is the fact that the Regina Pats are in eighth place, holding down the last playoff position. <laughs> How the fuck do you have one of the greatest talents to uh, come through the WHL and n- almost be out of the playoffs? Yeah, what makes it even crazier is like if you look at the trade packages that went out for Olin Zellweger, Shane Wright, and some of those other guys, that like they got back like, 10 draft picks spread out across the next decade. Can you imagine the return for Connor Bedard if they had traded him? It would have been the biggest sports trade in the history of sports. I'm glad it didn't happen though. Because like, think about it this way. For Regina, this is awesome, right? They're going to make a lot of money this year. So as most teams around the league, but them especially because they'll have all their home games. If they traded him, say to a team that was doing really well or, or whatever a team that wanted him with the return that they get, they would run the league for the next like decade. Yeah. <laughs> and that would actually ultimately make their product a lot more boring, right? You're just going to watch a team manhandle everyone for a, a long time to come. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't happen. I think that's probably the best thing for the league, but yeah, you're right. It is kind of weird that, uh, that they're as bad as they are with a, a player like that. You know, it's, it's quite crazy what he does for the Regina Pats and what he's probably going to do to whatever team drafts him first overall. If I was if I was in charge of another WHL team, I would be trying to rent out bigger stadiums for when they're in town. Like think when because we all went to see him when he played the Vancouver Giants. Yeah. yeah. We watched him at the Langley Event Center. Yeah. Which I believe is well, it's like eight thousand? Yeah, maybe. It might even be a little bit smaller than that, but yeah. But that's my point. Like, if you could sell out twice that much, if they they, they would have even needed Rogers Arena. They the could have Pacific just rented Coliseum. out the the Pacific Coliseum. Yeah, right. Probably would have sold that. Th- there's an extra ten thousand seats almost. Well, I mean, right if there. they sold out the Saddle Dome at twenty thousand seats, they could have rented out Rogers Arena. Yeah, well, Pacific Coliseum and Rogers, I think, are only off by like a thousand or two thousand seats. Oh, okay, they're very big. very similar to the same size. But e- either way, my point is that. Um, Coliseum is probably cheaper to rent out and easier to find days where it's available. Yeah. Other WHL teams should be looking at doing that. It's not a bad idea. I mean, it is a little almost degrading to the home team to say, yeah, we're in a bigger stadium because we're going to get shit kicked by Connor Bedard. No, well, no, they're not getting really. shit kicked, well, not, not by beating. their team, but yeah. like every, it would be weird playing a home game knowing everyone's just there to watch your opponent. Yeah. And not even their team, just one guy. Well, also, I don't know if you guys remember, but watching the Giants play against him was weird because it's like you could you could almost read the minds of every player on the Vancouver Giants, right? Because all the biggest scouts in the world were at that game. Yeah. So it's like they were all thinking about themselves. And they played that way too. That's why they got pumped. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when we went to that game, 
The Giants outshot the Pats like 50 to 30. Yeah, because everyone was taking shots from everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they lost the game like 7-2. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Gold star. Connor Bedard, yeah. first of many. What do you guys think about Tyler's take last week about Connor Bedard? Because I've been well, thinking about it quite lost? a bit. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be as good as Appertise. No, like his, his game is going to be really tough to translate to the NHL. Yeah. My, like he's a small, dynamic player. It, it's the size. That's the one thing that worries me is the fact, what is he, 5'10"? 5'9". Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the size and, and it's no defense. Like when we watched him play, he didn't play any uh, defense. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that. Like he was he was good on the forecheck, which is like, you know, you like you want your wingers to be good forecheckers. Yeah. But like right. in the defensive zone, like he's not like covering man. Like he's waiting to break out. But that's it, what I but, mean. Uh, but that's what great players have to do, though. I wouldn't argue that Connor McDavid is particularly amazing defensively. He's a bit of a floater, but that's because that's not his job, uh, right? Like, of course, I you guess. can never be too good at defense. But like, if you're telling McDavid to train something over the off season, you're not telling him to you know work on his man to man game. You're telling him to just keep that speed up. I just I don't think he's going to be like a Connor McDavid. I think no. he's going to be like a Patrick Kane or something like that. That is probably true, but yeah. should also be recognized that that is not a bad thing at all. No, but like right? people are comparing him to like McDavid, Gretzky, this, that. Well, the numbers he's putting up are reminiscent of that. Yeah, right? but I just think, yeah, when, he, when his game Especially, comes in, he's going to try to play like a Patrick Kane kind of game. Especially his points after he got back from the World Juniors. Those were absolutely stupid. Yeah. yeah. The amount of points he was racking up in like a couple games. Yeah, he has like four five point games. This yeah, he has like fifty points in twenty games. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's stupid. It's, I think it's even less than twenty. I think it's like eighteen. Yeah, it's I know. At one point, he, he went on a tear for like three weeks and yeah. just like he, he was a point machine. Yeah. There was a a game he played in. I think it was Victoria, and they scored like eight goals or something. And he assisted. I think he assisted two of the three goals his teammate had in the first, and he had a hat trick. The other guy, right? Yeah. And then in the second period, he had a hat trick. Yeah, sounds <laughs> about right. I think he also assisted on a goal or two in the third as well. It's just like the guy's all over the stat sheet. And again, it should be pointed out, this is almost to his credit, he's on a team that's barely in a playoff spot. Yeah. Like he's not being carried here. He's not getting a lot of help. He is driving this team. Yeah. I mean, his team's not bad though. Uh, like I, They're not bad. I'm not saying they're terrible, but I'm saying it's not like he's on a, a powerhouse dominant team. Yeah, like with the numbers he's putting up, you would think that they're like top of the league. Yeah. Not fighting for a playoff spot. I remember when uh, when McDavid was in the O and his team traded for, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that went third that year, Dylan Strom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the team went from being like the third best team to the second best team, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, like they traded for the, the huge big name player and then they got a little bit better. So it's like the team could make little adjustments, but they wouldn't change much, I don't think. What the fuck? Tyler's mic just limped out. The first gold star, but more to come. Of course. And speaking of stars, I think it's time we throw it to the All-Star game, which we are in the All-Star break right now. Or actually... The Canucks went a long period without having a game, but I think other teams were still playing. Yeah, but they had a nice little break. Because I, th- I think the plan is to give each team a certain amount of day break, so they'll just give, like... Yeah, you know, other teams might not play yeah. for a while after the exactly, break. Exactly. But, yeah, 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 we had a while beforehand. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, that's one thing I actually don't remember if we even brought up about Bo Horvat is that he will be representing the Pacific Division in the game, but he's playing for the Islanders. Yeah. Which oh, is, so he's still going to be the Canucks representative at the... No, no he, so he's going to be representing the Islanders, but he's going to be playing on the Pacific team. So then... Do the Canucks have a representative at the All-Star? Yeah, yeah Patterson. Elias Patterson. Because oh. Horvat was voted second man in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. or, or last man in or whatever yeah, they call that thing. Called, yeah. The yeah. fan vote. The John yeah. Scott vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is what it is. Yeah. It's funny how the fans, like, as cool as that was, the NHL took it and just ruined it in the hardest way possible. Like, we're going to make sure that nothing like this can ever happen again even though it was probably the most viewed all-star game this decade. Or ever. Possibly ever. I, I don't have the numbers on the games from the 90s right now. All-star but. games from like before like 2015 sucked. They're all so bad. I don't know. Back like in the, as my grandpa would call it, the good old days, the all-star game used to be something to watch. Really? Yeah, because the formats they used were way better. Or, well, they, they are things that wouldn't work now. But like he said, it used to be a real game. Like guys were trying. They were like fighting in these games for real. I just remember watching them as a kid and seeing like 26-24 and then guys are just like (laughs) sliding all over the ice. I'm like, this is stupid. Do you remember the year that they did it in Columbus and they had to shoot the cannon off every time someone (laughs) scored? Yeah. It went off like 43 times. That was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think we talked about this once before that the format once was the Stanley Cup champions versus the NHL All-Stars. Whoa. That was the format for a while. I actually kind of missed the player draft because that became like its that own thing. That was so thing. fun. Yeah, the Phil yeah. Castle thing. <laughs> yeah. What was the thing with the car that the last guy picked? Last guy car? The car. <laughs> the last guy got a Toyota Camry. Yeah. yeah. And so he's making millions of dollars and, and he's going to drive a fucking Camry. Didn't Ovi go like third to last or something? Because he told he, me, he was like, do not draft yeah, me. I want a car. Well, yeah, because yeah, that year it was like a truck. And he's like, I don't have a truck. I want oh, a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they drafted him anyway. And yeah. you could even hear them whispering behind the mic. They're like, no, don't. He'll be mad. They're like, Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, that was a cool thing that I wish they'd bring back. But I think they might be worried about hot mic incidents with that when you get like you know, 40 NHL players all up behind a mic that have all been day drinking. Uh, You could run into some problems there. But that's what we want. That's what we so desperately want. You know, give us R-rated hockey. Make hockey violent again. (laughs) All right, well, let's stop talking about old ones. Let's talk about this year's All-Star game. Right. So, first of all, the jerseys. I like them a lot. Have you guys seen them? Uh they're like throwbacks to the old ones, but in Miami Vice colors. I, I haven't seen them, but personally, like, I don't really, I've never really liked all-star jerseys. I, I understand I've never that. really been a fan of them, they're, so. They're not like, they're not like amazing, amazing, but like compared to anything they've done over the last few years, they are quite nice. I like the the subtleties they do in, in all-star jerseys sometimes, you know? Oh, like the Easter eggs to yeah, the whole city like, and stuff? Alex, what was the the ones in the uh, St. Louis? Yeah, I feel like oh, because he got me one. Yeah, for he Christmas got you one for years. Christmas. Oh yeah, the gray right? with the stripes. Yeah, there were like little nods or things in the jersey. Yeah, like there. I think they do a lot of like yes, yeah, simple like undertone stuff that like you wouldn't see with like a blank eye, but like when you read into it, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, like that one I think was made out of like recycled bottles or something like that. Like there was something to do with like the ocean, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. St. Louis, you know, right mm-hmm. on the water. 
<laughs> no, that was the one in San Jose. Oh, uh, that might be right. Yeah. Um, I like this year just how many new guys there are. Uh, there's so many first-time All-Stars. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll read through a list. And there's a couple surprising ones. Uh, this is going to be Artemi Panarin's first All-Star game. How is that even possible? Yeah. Uh, he never really was the best player on his team. Then why is he the third highest paid player in the NHL? Or he might be fourth now that McKinnon... He, he's way up there. Yeah. I guess um, maybe in, like, Columbus, you could argue he was the best player on his team. So that surprises me that he wasn't there when he was in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, because then they probably sent Bobrovsky every year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's going to be his first time... Uh, yeah, I'll just read through a bunch of first-timers. So you got Panarin, Svechnikov, Adam Fox, uh, Igor Shesterkin, Ilya Sorokin. Um, you got Linus Olmark, Tage Thompson, Jason Robertson, who I think is going to be really fun to yeah. watch. Uh, Josh Morrissey, Chandler Stevenson, very random. Uh, and then the Pacific has two rookie goaltenders as our goaltenders in Stuart Skinner and Logan Thompson. Oh, terrible goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which division do you guys think is going to win? Definitely the Metro. They have the best goaltending. Yeah, I, it's hard to argue. They definitely do have the best goaltending. However, only one goaltender can play at a time, which makes me want to pick the Atlantic division. I think that they're just stacked. Is Matt Murray going? Uh, No. Well, then they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they have Andre Vasilevsky and Linus Olmark instead. Yeah, that's a pretty good tandem. Nope. I lied. Oh. They have Igor Shesterkin and Ilya Sorokin instead. That is also a very yeah. good tandem. No Vasilevsky at the All-Star game, eh? No, sorry. Uh, Vasilevsky and Linus Olmark in the Atlantic. Uh, oh, Pittsburgh right, plays right, in the Metro. Right. I see, I yeah. see. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I still do wish that they would just do uh, an all-star draft. I think it's just fun seeing new players play with each other. Yeah, like I, I get the idea behind this format is they're trying to they're trying to make people care about the game, right? They yep. want people to root for the Pacific because that's where you're from or the Atlantic or the Metro or wherever. The bottom line is no one watches the all-star game because they give a shit who wins. Yep. You know, we watch because it's entertaining. The draft was entertainment. Give us more of that. Okay. Crazy stat just found. Who do you guys think? So out of all the all-stars uh, in this year, who do you think has been to the all-star game the most? Just off the top of your head. I would want to say Connor. Ovechkin. Uh, no, because Ovechkin says no all the time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say probably Sidney Crosby. Oh, I'll stop it. It's Ovechkin. Oh, it is? At eighth. Uh, now in second, there's a tie. Uh, for two players who have been to the All-Star game seven times. Patrick Kane. Uh, he is not in it. The two players tied are Eric Carlson hmm. and Johnny Goudreau. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he's been like every year since he got into the league. Like That yeah, just I sounds guess. so weird, the fact that he's been seven times. Why has Crosby not been going? Uh, I feel like he's been injured a lot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's been five times. But that's, that's why I'm surprised about Ovi, though, is I thought he declined it a bunch of times. He would just take one-game suspensions and not go. That didn't happen until recently. I was just going to say, yeah, I oh. think that's only happened like once, maybe twice. Maybe I thought twice. that that had happened more often. Yeah, there's a lot of just like 
you can just tell like it's it's kind of cool looking at this and it's just like it's a whole new generation of NHL players. I would think McDavid must be right behind them too cuz he would have been every single year uh, since yeah. 2016. McDavid is this is going to be his 6th. His 6th, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll keep building on that. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, do you think there will ever be a year that he's in the league where he doesn't get sent? I mean, no, he'd get sent, but he might decline to go if he's like really on the urge of, or on the edge of uh, making playoffs or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know if the NHL rest. would let him though. You know, cause like if yeah. he's not there, like so many people are not going to watch it. Yeah. Like him in the speed competition is why some people watch this, the, the skills anyway. Well, I mean, they don't even try anymore. Like last year he lost it to, uh, wasn't it Barzell? No, or no, I think that it was, was like two a Thanasiu or something like that. Yeah, like it, it was, was like, like a, it was somebody who kind of like it was like the lone guy that came from a bottom feeder team. Yeah, and like just wanted to try and like show. Oh, I think it was Jordan Cairo. I'm pretty that sure it was could Jordan be right, Cairo. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes sense. Like a rookie guy wants to show, you know, or make some extra money because they they started giving money now, which is nice. So guys do try a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. For if you win a competition, you yeah. get like a certain yeah. I I do think the All Star Game needs something like how they did with three on three. Just added that and like just brought so many more people to watch. Like they need to do something in the All Star Game. Yeah, but it's the same all around. Like the NBA, people don't do the dunk contest anymore. Like they just don't find it as fun. Like people have done all the dunks possible. Same in NFL Pro or uh, NFL uh, Pro Bowl. Like players just don't want to go play. Like they want to take their time off, go yeah. on a trip or something. Yeah, well, look at everyone who's not in the All-Star game. Look at their Instagram stories. Yeah, they're all, they're just all going on away. a beach. Or they're all somewhere right mm -hmm. now. Like if you were working a job and it was like, hey, do you want to go work your job again with new people? Or do you want to go on a beach for a week? Yeah, exactly. It's, Possibly still with those people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you, know what I, you know where I'd like to go more than a beach, though? I'd like to take a nice refreshing dip into the inbox. That's pretty smooth. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at these transitions. I was getting pretty hot. I could use a dip in the inbox. Okay, well, we've already done it, so way ahead Sweet. of you there. Okay, well, we got a lot of questions in the inbox, and we don't really have time because I talked a whole bunch earlier. I'm not good at this hosting thing yet. Um, but one question that I really did want to get to at least a little bit is what trade happens next? So you could look at this for a lot of teams, a lot of players. Like, wh what is the next thing that's going to happen? You know, the deadline's a month away. And I wouldn't even say what's next. I would, I'm sorry, I'm going to change your question a little bit. Is there anything you're looking forward to or hoping for? I've got one player in mind. Dylan Larkin. Oh, yeah. He's a UFA. Uh, apparently, he's asking for too much money in Detroit. And Detroit's not willing to pay them. Like a Horvat situation. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, like just what he's been able to do in Detroit with not a lot of players around him for the first couple of years. Like seeing him go to like a contender or something like that would be so cool. I think he could be like a real big difference maker. Yeah. So I would love to see him go somewhere, but it's hard to say that the captain of the Detroit Red Wings wouldn't stay. But it would be really fun to see him go somewhere. It would be surprising, too, because Detroit looks like they have a really good future here. Yeah. Like they've had a lot of good rookies. In you know what? You laugh all you want. <laughs> Top five team in the next five years. Four years. Yeah, four, whatever. <laughs> but my point is, unironically, they do have a really good future. So you'd think that would be somewhere that Larkin would want to stay, but maybe he does feel like even he's maybe a little bit too old to wait for that to happen, and he wants to go somewhere where he can win now. Yeah. 
The only reason why I don't think that'll happen is because Detroit's pretty close to being in a playoff spot. So I think they'll keep fighting for it. They're not totally out of it yet. But if he's saying he's not going to resign there, he's asking for too much money, their other option is they lose him for nothing. Yeah. Oh, that depends. What do they value? Do they value losing him for nothing? Or do they value actually making the playoffs for the first time in fuck, nearly a decade? If they were smart and he says, yeah, I the amount of money he needs is more than they can pay him, they would trade him. Yeah. I think Stevie Y wouldn't take that risk. No. He wouldn't want to just give up an asset like Dylan Larkin for nothing. Like, you got to get something for him. Well, yeah. I think if they think they can make the playoffs, maybe they think they can re-sign him. I don't know if it's the playoffs, though, because it's the money thing. That's what I'm hearing is, like, is he wants, I think he said, like, $9 million, like an 8 by yeah. 9 Oof, That's tough. And they're looking at, like, closer to, like, an 8 by 8 and maybe a little bit less than that. Well, that. That's close enough that maybe they can make up the difference. I also think as far as losing him for nothing, I think John Tavares or that situation has scared enough teams out of doing that. If you plan to re-sign someone... You're signing them before the deadline. And if you don't, you are trading them. Yeah. Like no one is willing to do that anymore because John Tavares gave the Islanders a handshake deal that he was going to stay and he broke it. So I, no, teams are terrified to do that now. Yeah. I think it'd just be fun for such a low key player that's had a really good career so far to go to a team and play with these new players that are probably going to be a lot better than what he's already been playing with. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to see what he could do. Mm. Um. So the player that I'm really looking forward to seeing get moved at the deadline. Actually, before I say that, there's a player we talked about earlier in the episode, um, or a a goalie, I should say, that (laughs) I hope gets moved, is I hope Uka Pekka Lukanen becomes a Vancouver Canuck. That would be sick. There is no trade where that makes sense. He's also not been playing too hot. I know, but he's Uka Pekka Lukanen. I think Jess wants him here, too. I think everyone wants him here. Uka fucking Pekka Lukanen. Like, he's... He's anyway. I think my favorite part of what you just did is picking where you put fuck into that name. (laughs) Like you said, Uka. Wait, what did you say? Uka fucking Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, you could also say Uka Pekka (laughs) Fucka (laughs) Lukanen. You can put that in a few different places. Yeah. I like that. Sorry, mom. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I I think he'd be really sick in Vancouver. I don't know. I just love the guy. I remember watching him in the World Juniors and thinking, this guy's a brick wall. He's going to be an insane goalie. He's only getting better. You clung on to that. eh? And I'm not going to let it go. Anyway, but the real player that I'm looking forward to seeing getting moved to the deadline, and I think it's everyone's, is Sir Patrick Kane. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this guy still got it. He's just playing on possibly the worst team in the NHL right now. Um, I I just... It's going to be so insanely weird to see him in a jersey that isn't the Chicago Blackhawks jersey. But at the same time, it's going to be so awesome if it's the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> but... Just, I don't know, seeing him back in the playoffs and doing the amazing things he can do and helping a team win a cup and being relevant again... I, I genuinely can't wait for that because I think he's been out of the public eye since like 2016, 17. Yeah. He, he's the, he's a, he's a difference maker for sure. Like somebody that you bring on and like, yeah, this is a hundred percent. We're going for it. And it'd be fun to see Buffalo go for it because they've just, they've been, they haven't had a lot to cheer for lately and, or in the past. And recently they've been getting better, having a better team, more exciting. And just bringing in a player like that, just to be like, Hey, like we're a legitimate team now. It'd be fun. The other thing that, like, sorry, not to understate how great that would be. Remember earlier how I mentioned that players look the weirdest on another team if their color scheme changes, right? Yeah. 
Buffalo is bringing their goat head jersey back at least as a third, and I want to see it come back as their permanent full time jersey. That's a that's a red, black, and white jersey. There, I, I can visualize that very easily. The closest jersey to me right now is a goat head jersey. It is. It is right behind. I you. love this jersey. It's so nice. I love this jersey. Yeah, I it it be. looks mean. Like just, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a really good one. I yeah, agree yeah. with you, Patrick Kane. Whatever happens with him at the deadline is going to be sick. I can't wait. I know he's going to get moved. It's just a matter of where and when. And I can't wait to see what happens. It'll be a fun one for sure. Yeah. Mine is, I, I feel like people are almost going to laugh because this is just becoming a trope, but it's something I've believed in for a long time. If you time. say Chris Tanev or some no. shit, man, I swear to God. No, it, it's not. But <laughs> it, it just seems like whenever we talk about anything, about like picking out a player for one reason or another, you always go, you know what? Chris Tanev. <laughs> hey, Chris Tanev needs some respect put on his name, man. Look, Name one good thing that's happened to this team since he left. Uh, they made the playoffs the year he was here, right? They did. Sorry, I'm going to cut this short. There's nothing. They drafted Johanathan Lekermacki. Yeah, is that is that where we're <laughs> reaching to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, then sure, oh, yeah. They signed Andre Kuzmenko. Okay. There's positives. There Don't are be some. so down, man. Okay. All right, so who's your player? Max Domi. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, once you brought up the Tanev thing, I was uh, like, he's going to be mad that he didn't yeah, guess Domi. <laughs> yeah, I could have guessed that, damn yeah. it. And do you know what team I have him going to? The Rangers? No. Is this a team I'd be able to guess? You should wait, be able to. If you you can, wait, yeah, do you not? Know? The Preds? No. Why, wait, Jake, come on. Here, hang on. You know, I, I will help him out here. Why did I want the Canucks to bring him on so badly? Oh, the Islanders. <laughs> That's right. Because oh, he God. is the ideal blueprint, perfect line mate for Bo Horvat. And it's so stupid. When he stupid. was 17. It would still work. It would still work. It was 10 years ago. Doesn't matter. They're best friends and they love <laughs> each other. And they should be on the same line. Would you want that? Because then because then it's just like you, you wouldn't get that on the Canucks. You know like, what? Wouldn't that just make you sad? It, uh, or what if me, what if the Canucks me, yes. traded for him and a week I will, after, yeah, I will, yeah, I will revoke funny. my season tickets <laughs> yeah. if we trade for him now. Yeah. I will never watch this team again, man. If after years of me screaming yeah. to anyone who will listen that we need to unite those two, yeah. that they would trade Horvat and then bring Domi back in. Well, I'm surprised they didn't trade him for Domi. <laughs> <laughs> the way this twisted team works. Yeah, three team trade where the Canucks end up with Tommy. <laughs> yeah, and not Horvat. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, I, I, so I do funny. mean it. I really think they would have good chemistry. And the biggest the biggest thing here, Domi has a three million dollar cap hit. He, for this year, right? Yeah, for this year. Yeah. This this is a player you can fit under your cap. You can make room for him. For sure. And to comment on what Alex said, he asked if I would be sad to see them together somewhere else no i this team has put me in a situation where i care more about the individual players than i do about the team success because this team this organization has done nothing but disappoint me and do the opposite thing of what i tell them to do at every turn and every single goddamn time it works out exactly how i said it would so no i in fact if the islanders won the cup and Horvat was the second guy to lift the, to lift the thing. I'd be more than thrilled for him. I'd say you deserve that. You don't deserve what we have. 
That's what he deserved. Hypothetical. Let's say the Oilers trade for Max Domi, and then the Islanders trade Bo Horvat to the Oilers. Then would you be happy? I'm I'm trying to keep up with this, but yes, I would. If, but then he, you're playing if against Horvat them. won the cup with literally any team other than Boston or Toronto. The Preds? I would be. Ha- Don't. <laughs> that is a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> do your best to stay positive. <laughs> yes, I would tolerate it. Okay. I might not kill myself. Okay, all right. Settle down. <laughs> that, but no, seriously, I do. I want the best for Horvat. And I think the best thing for him would be Max Domi. And I will. I will die on that hill. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever see it happen, though. No, probably yeah. not. Uh, now, unfortunately, er, we have run out of time because I talked about Max Domi for too long again. <laughs> which, which, Chris Tannen and Max Domi. <laughs> it, is, it is a surprising yeah. how often I've been able to say that. Yeah. that. Sorry, we're out of time. I talked about Max Domi for too long again. <laughs> and Eric Branson. <laughs> yeah, good thing he didn't come up twice today. <laughs> Uh, add him to the list oh, with Ellie God. Tolvanen and yeah. who else? Oh, yeah. God. There's a list of them for sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, between my Max Domi conversations and Tyler not being here, so there's no mm-hmm. headline, it has come to that time of the show where we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, so much for hanging out with us tonight. This has been this has been fun. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to follow us on social media, Marcus will tell you where to find us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you can find us across most social media platforms, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, you can find Tyler, who's at work right now, at Vancouver Boys <laughs> underscore. Yeah, you can find where he's working and find him. That's right. That's, I think that about yeah, does it, eh, boys? It. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Hope you had fun. I can't watch us on Twitch. Ooh, I hated that. <laughs> Dude, just can you chow? Yeah, can you just stick to kachow? <laughs> that was that was the best sign off ever. What about? I can't believe we're we, we are like this is months. Yeah, dude, we are four months well, into you guys you being permanent, one, and then you wanted me to say something after peace, which you just don't say anything after that. You leave See, the conversation. Kachow is an exception. though. Kachow works. Yeah, you need a one syllable noise. So kachow is two syllables, but I That's I true. like your thinking though. Why don't you say Kachow? Because I say... Th- You're the Cars things. fan. We have You're the Cars fan. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Just, let's just try it out. Let's try it out. With, with what? With me saying No, no, no. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Kachow. That oh. sounds great. It, do- it does. But yeah. you got to be excited about it. You got to be happy to say it. I'm not excited about it. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Kachow. No. <laughs> God damn it. This is why we got to karaoke the Dude, intro. Damn, you're going to blow my eardrums out with that. Kachow! Kachow!